0: I want to talk about evangelism. And evangelism, when I first became a believer and I was kind of growing up, is something that always scared me. It was always that one word, like, we do an internship, we're, we're going to do some evangelism today. And I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. Okay. And it, it was always like that knot in my stomach. Man, I'm going to have to talk to people. <sighs> you know? So you go walking down the street, and Sean told us one time, he goes, just pray, and if you feel someone." God put someone on your heart, then go do it. so I put my head down and I prayed the whole time. God never put anyone on my heart. Um, <laughs> but he did uh but anyways as i as I've kind of grown up, um evangelism it just kind of as I started with my Christian walk, it just kind of started going. Now I was looking back at it and um there's more to evangelism, but I really want to hit these two points, like I said. But the first point is the relationship. Relationships are very important things in our lives. Can we all, we all agree, right? Who's married in here? Amen. You guys are married. I'm not. Anyways, but did, how did, did, like, when you guys got married, did he just, like, was it a start of a relationship or did he just get down on one knee when he saw you, will you marry me? Probably wasn't like that, right? (laughs) It had to start with the relationship. It was probably something small, and it just grew and grew and grew. But it took time, and it took sacrifice. So this is something that's been on my heart, and I've been working with and dealing with. Um, I felt when I was reading this, something that hit me, and God wanted me to tell you guys, so how is your relationship with God? Or when he said it to me, is, how's your relationship looking with me? And like I said, this isn't for anybody. I'm preaching myself right now as we go on, but I've been asking myself this lately, especially in the day and times that we're in. With all the deception and everything that's going, on, going around, it's crazy times to be living in. And there's so many things in our world today that can take over that time we could put in a relationship with God. I just even, like, I caught, I've told myself, Beginning of last week, I'm not good at it. I'm quitting social media. I'm cutting it out because it, <laughs> I don't, like Cole said, I don't have any friends. But, <laughs> but that time that I spend in social media could be spent other places. Building that relationship. Especially with all the deception we live in today, it's important we're spending time with the Lord. I also see relationships today, they're based on things. They're based on people gaining things from other people. They're all surface level. Like working at the gym, I see and hear a lot of the kids say to each other and how they talk about their other friends behind their back. And I didn't notice it when I was in high school, but looking back at it, I noticed I was with the people I was with and had a friendship and a relationship with them. Just to gain something from them. I have one friend from high school. That's he's been my my homie since elementary school. (laughs) Like he's all but all the other friends in high school, they were just surface relationships. I was just gaining something from them. I was gaining that popularity, I was gaining whatever I needed from them. Never actually had a relationship with them. So when I was thinking back, this verse came to me. It's Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Turn there. Where am I? I'm still in the Old Testament. Ephesians. Flipping verses, I mean, chapter 4, verses 6 through 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God will surpass all understanding. will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. This scripture, first of all, is just comforting, right out the gate, knowing that there's a God that came, and you'll hear me. Especially when, like I said, when things go- are going on in this world today, it's nice to know, you got a God that's above it all, right? He's the Lord of heaven and earth and will listen to me no matter what. But I, What what I really like is when it says in verse 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be na- made known to God. When I read this, it said, God really spoke to me and says, do you really come to me with everything? When you're in a relationship, you can't just be half in, half out. Because one side's going to pull you more than the other. And you have to leave this side, go with this one, or leave this side, go with this one. And so when I read that, God was like, are you really giving me everything? And that, that, I don't know about you guys, that shook me. That shook me down to my core. Because what is in my life that I'm not giving up? Is your relationship based on what's going on around you? You talk with God and you're best friends with him. When you're going through a rough patch and he has your back, but as soon as you're good, you don't talk with him anymore. It's like he never existed in your life. It's easy to be with God when you're like, God, you're the only thing I have. But when life's good, and it's easy, it's easy living, it's real easy to forget that he's there. But Let me ask you this. What does a relationship look like to you? Anyone out there want to give a personal... Little, what a relationship looks like to you? Anyone? Like a little, I don't know, just like maybe a word. One word. Connection. Connection. Communication. Communication. Respect. Respect. What was it? Consideration. Consideration. Sharing. Sharing. Trust. 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 Common interests. I heard Love. Those are all, ex- like, foundations. That's what a relationship is. When I looked at a relationship, though, what it looks from, just from my perspective, two people relying on each other, two people that give up certain things to be with each other, they're there in your time of need. And they're willing to sacrifice for you. And you want to spend time with them. So I've been asking myself, is that the way my relationship is with God? Because when you have a relationship with Jesus, you'll want to brag on him and tell people about him. You get excited to tell people what he's doing in your life, and there's an excitement. And you just swell up with the excitement. You get to tell people about the things that are happening Like, if you get married, are you going to just keep that all to yourself? If you got married, like, who? Raise your hand if you're married. Exactly. So did you tell everyone you got married? Or did you just kind of like, hey, by the way, four days, I'm getting married. You know, like, I I see all the time. All my friends are getting married. I see all the time. As soon as they get married, it's like. Four weeks of a ring or he's the best man or she's the best woman for like four weeks like they're telling everyone he or she they're getting married right it's an exciting thing it's something that wants to be done or like what if your like best friend like I don't know did something for you right like the other day what what what, what happened oh no I can't tell that story <laughs> tell that story. All right, I'll tell that story. So, I'm gonna get hurt for this one. But anyways, like, <laughs> like four weeks ago, I was um, me and my friend were working a food truck, and um, as we were going, he said, "Oh hey, by the way, got some rock stars," and I was like, "Yeah." And it was super good. And the reason I can't tell that story is because his wife is in here. <laughs> and that was something that was not supposed to be said. But anyways, it was like I wanted to tell, I was like, I wanted to take a picture of it and be like, I got the hookup today. It's going to be a good day. But I couldn't because of other circumstances. So, but you wanted to like tell people about that, right? When something done, good is done for you, you're like, Look what he did, look look what happened, right? (laughs) Well, like, what if a friend paid off all your debts, right? What if a friend paid off all your debts? That would be, I would be like, hey, this is my favorite person in the world. Like, he just paid off all my debts and all this stuff. But isn't that exactly what Jesus did for us? He paid off the debts that we owed for our sins. But yet, most of the time, I find myself not saying a thing about it. What Jesus did in my life and the price that he paid for me, I stay silent. When we have that relationship with Jesus, it will be something that we just want to tell everybody about. But like I said, it requires us to give things up. Your relationship with Jesus takes time and sacrifice. As it goes on, you will continue to learn things and fall more and more in love with Jesus, and your faith will be built up knowing and living on the promises and power that it speaks out of here. As you grow with your relationship, as you start going, you start remembering what was being said. Start remembering the power that comes with it start remembering the promises that were promised to you. And as I got older, in my Christian walk, I started realizing I was letting all these things come into my life that I could have put a stop to a long time ago. But it required a relationship, that conversation. Someone said communication, required that communication, that connection. It required those things, but I had to give up something to get those. Can I, Zach, can you come up here real quick? I got a quick demonstration. So talking about relationships, this is my <laughs> this is my little big brother. My little big brother. We we have a pretty good relationship, right? I didn't even ask him this before we. I brought him up. I'm I'm pretty sure we have a good relationship, right? Just nod your head right now. Okay, good. So, Per, we have a good relationship. <laughs> I'm Nova. Seriously, we do have a good relationship. He's like, um, he's like my homie. Like, he's my little brother. Like, I can't say any any other way. But over our time relationship, turn around. Other way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, man. You got big shoulders. Okay. So over my retirement relationship, I got this thing called trust because he's been there so long. Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, bro. That's what, that's what I wanted. That's it. Yeah. I, sorry. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> no. But that relationship, for me to trust him to do that, it took time. It took time in me knowing that if I were to fall, he would catch me. But I had to be willing to fall and trust him. And that goes into my next point, is being willing. Funny story on trust fall real quick. Talks about relationships. it's actually going to fit right in. It just came to my head. In high school, it was my freshman year, and you know how all the seniors like to pick on the freshman. Well, this kid came up to me, and he just looked at me, and he turned around and trust fall. So naturally, you would catch him, right? Well, I just stepped to the side. <laughs> I just kept walking because I, I didn't know who he was. He was a big guy. I was a tiny kid in high school. Like <laughs> He was a big guy. He may have crushed me, so I stepped to the side. Pavement caught him. No, that was guaranteed. But stepped to the side, and guess what? He didn't have a lot of trust in me from there on, right? But God's not like that. If he says, fall, and I'll catch you, he's going to do it. Being willing is my second point. Be willing to do anything for him. Be willing to fall for him. (laughs) Like I did there. He kind of jolted me. He's a big boy, man. I forget. I forget. I'm never home, so whenever I'm next to him, I'm like, man, I am the older brother. Like, I got to say it to myself. But anyways, be willing to follow him wherever he leads you. Jesus has always been there and will always be there for him. Jesus did Jesus didn't just use people that are best qualified for the job. He qualifies the people he calls for the job. You just have to be willing to let him use you. Turn with me to Acts 3, verses 1 to 10. Acts 3, verses 1 So this is this is a story, but I wanted to read the whole story through, so it kind of gave it a little perspective and in, in depth to it. And it says, Chapter three, verses one. It says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple, and at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which was called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you in the name of, the, in the name of, Christ of Naz- Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet... And ankle bones received strength, so he so he leaping and stood, walked and entered the temple with him. Walking, leaping, and praising God, and all the people saw him walking and praising God, and then and then they knew it was he who sat begging, asking for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. How many know what happened to this man? Peter and John would have never been able to do by themselves. They had to have had God on their side. But if they were never willing to step out like that, then they would have never preached to the 5,000, and that guy would have never been healed and been able to walk. That guy had been lame for 40 years. That is almost, almost twice as old as I've been alive. That is a long time. He'd been carried to that place every day. Your obedience to God could be somebody else's breakthrough. Who knows what God could do with you if you're just willing to do anything. Nations could come to him A revival could catch fire. Some of the greatest stories of revival started with one person willing to do something that God told them to do. But you have to be willing to step out and be bold. One last verse I wanted to talk about is Acts four verse thirteen. I keep just skipping right over Acts. A bunch of verses, and I just keep skipping over. (laughs) Perfect. Did it again. Oh, there we go. Amen. (laughs) So, um, Acts 4, chapter 4, verse 13, it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled, and they realized that they had been with Jesus. I really wanted to point this part out. And it says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. This just shows God is able to use anyone, even just ordinary men. Who in here has gone to school? Basically, everybody's gone to school. Well, you have one step on Peter and John. All right, so right. I'm just ordinary. I've gone to school. <laughs> well, I'm just ordinary now. Anyways. God is wanting to use you if you're willing to be used by Him, but it requires you to be bold and step out. The next part of this verse I want to talk about it says, And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. They were able just to tell that they had a relationship with Jesus just by the way they talked. They never had a one-on-one conversation where they were able to sit down and tell stories. They preached to him and they knew by the way that they talked, the way they talked about him that they had a relationship with him. We should all have that kind of relationship with Jesus. That people know, (laughs) that people know that we know him just by the way we talk about him, like he's a friend that's right there in the room. If I could just have just the piano come back real quick. Your willingness to be a vessel for God and your relationship with God are two things that scare the devil. Because if you have a good relationship with God and you believe everything that is in the Bible and you live by it and speak it, the devil will never be able to stop you. Acts 4.33 says, and with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great peace was upon them all. I cut it, I did it pretty short because I really wanted to pray. But let me challenge you with this. What is something you can give up to grow your relationship with God? What's just one thing? I really had to reevaluate my life and say, what is one thing that is absorbing so much time is keeping me away from the relationship I need the most? Can I also challenge you with this? Is to take a step out in boldness and be willing to do something that makes you uncomfortable. I was talking about how Relationships nowadays are so shallow. I heard it said once, it says, treat a man that has a million dollars like he has, like he doesn't. Treat a man that doesn't have a million dollars like he does. Do something for someone that will never be able to repay you. Some Donnie Moore said it camp. And that stuck with me from here on. Your relationship with Jesus, when you start building it, that willingness and boldness will start coming out. They go hand in hand. As soon as the relationship starts being built, and he starts working on you, and he starts forming you, and you start reading the word, and you start getting that confidence in the word and what's going on, then he's going to start building you. He can start using you for great things. But It requires you to cut some things out. I know that's a hard subject, but it's something I've been dealing with and I'm probably going to deal with until the day I die. But it's the greatest thing we could ever do. So tonight, I just want to end with a time of prayer. As Bill just prays, plays the keyboard, Zach, you just kill the lights. There's just some things that were on my heart. first one is this altar is always open. If you need prayer, I know Pastor Cole and Pastor Tim will be up here, but